back to We Watch, We Collect podcast, episode number 37, presented by Believe Podcast Network. Playoff baseball is happening, and it is so damn fun to watch. I'm a little behind. I know it. Uh, I was actually hoping to have an interview lined up for this episode, but I'm I'm going to take a guess that it will probably be for next episode, which once once it's already confirmed of who I'll get, then I'll actually make a post about it and actually, uh, yeah, basically tell everybody who it is. But this episode, I, <laughs> I don't even have like a little notes written down of what I wanted to talk about. I have different things I want to touch on and maybe I'll just like branch off of that and talk about it. But this is like, this will be my wing it episode. Just of of course we got the, the championship series going on. We got the AL uh, series already taking the game up by Houston. And we have the NL championship series tied up between Philly and the Padres and I've been watching all those games, and so far, they've they've not been disappointing at all, whatsoever. So I'm I'm I'll get into it. I'll talk about those games a little bit. Um, my different perspective on the two sides. I feel like one series is more approachable to baseball fans than the other, and then the other is like, if you know the past history and everything then that's the series you want to watch and if you already know it it basically cut and dry on which ones i'm talking about here but, but yeah i don't have anything <laughs> written down so i'm i'm kind of just gonna wing it and see what i actually just come up like stumble upon and maybe i'll just talk about different stuff like that but i'm gonna get into the championship series first of course, we have the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres tied at 1-1. They play tomorrow. Oh, by the way, today is Thursday, October 20th. So if you're listening, uh, today should be Friday. Yeah, Thursday, October 20th at 12.24 in the afternoon. So Phillies and Padres are tied 1-1. Game 1 was, call it what you will pitcher's duel I, I i love a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel it that game one was two nothing uh two not eh, two nothing phillies uh only off of three hits padres got one hit that game i don't know if anybody's really really talked about that like they got one hit that game and uh zach wheeler pitched phenomenal seven innings one hit eight strikeouts one walk and then just the phillies bullpen is just doing their thing and that that game was just fun as it is and both of those two hits or those two well actually they had scored three hits but two both of those two runs were both um solo home runs off Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper by the way Kyle Schwarber's fucking home run 120 ish mile per hour off the bat 488 feet into right center field what is in the upper deck that was crazy that ball was crushed that was crushed and Bryce Harper's face was hilarious that's game one 
Game two was yesterday. And that was uh that was a Padres win eight to five, which was crazy because the Phillies were the Phillies were up four four to two going into the fifth, and then Padres just happened to score five runs that put them up six to four. No, seven to four. Bad math. The seven to four. Going into the seventh, they score again, eight to four. And then Phillies ended up scoring one more in the eighth. I saw that game as well, a part of it, because I, I didn't really finish the end of it because I was I started watching the Yankee and Astros game, which a game, again, game, eh, a game I'm going to get into in a little bit. But the Phillies and Padres games are really living up to it. Look at it. First game, four hits between the two teams. The next game, 21 hits between the two teams, eight runs and five runs. So... And then the Padres had Aaron Nola, which he pitched four and two thirds. You know, didn't pitch all that well. Six, six, six runs, all six of them earned. And then the Padres had Blake Snell, who went five, five hits, four earned runs, six strikeouts. So it wasn't exactly a pitcher's duel. It was really like who's gonna get to the bullpen first. And the Padres got to the bullpen first in the fifth because Aaron Nola went four and two thirds. He gave up, a few, gave up runs and. They got to the bullpen. Bullpen only gave up, I believe, two runs. I know Brad Hand gave up a run. And I can't remember who the other pitcher was that also gave up a run. It had to have been the run in the seventh inning. I can't remember who the pitcher was. But, but yeah, I mean, they Padres got to him first. So, if that's how these games are going to go for the National League Championship Series, that's just good old-fashioned badass baseball you have a pitcher's duel game one and then you've got a, a kind of like a hit parade in game two with with homers and and just all kinds of stuff I, four four home runs total were hit in that game one by Reese Hoskins Manny Machado hit one Brandon Dury hit one Josh Bell hit one it was just it was just a badass game to watch and then going back to game one just a straight up pitcher's duel where if you tag the pitcher for a solo shot all right, if you tag him again, okay, and it'll probably be the only two runs you'll see scored in the game. Padres got one hit. I don't think anybody really talked about that, that holy shit. But then the next day, they go they go into the Phillies, and they get 13 hits. That's just how baseball is, and I, I love about it. I play off baseball at the most because everything matters. Like, I don't know. I Oh, man, just – I, I love playoff baseball it's just a different feeling it's just every every strikeout feels different even every strike call feels different every hit feels different it just feels like let's get a rally let's win because that puts us up in the series because that's all it is now just you got to win the series win four games win four games all these teams that are playing right now all four of these teams just have to win eight games that's all they're doing win eight games and it's just so badass to watch. And then you go into the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees game uh, technically two days ago, yesterday for me. You have the Yankees, I believe, like their number like three starter, Jamison Tyon, pitching. And you have the ace for the Astros, Justin Verlander, pitching. That game pretty much was all decided by home runs and yeah it, it 
it basically all came from home runs. Jeremy Pena hit a home run. Yuli Gurriel hit a home run. Chaz McCormick hit a home run. And Anthony Rizzo hits a home run. Harrison Bader hits a home run. I, that's what the Houston Astros and New York Yankees games are going to be. Is just, let's see who can get on base. And chances are the guy that's coming up or that's on deck is probably going to hit a home run and put the game like 3-0. And then the Yankees are going to be up. Oh, nope. Now it's four, four to three now. Or then the next two innings now. Oh, now it's seven to four now. So that's how the Yankees and Nationals game is going to go. I believe there will be pitchers duels like in the first five or six innings. But leading up after that, their bullpens are good. Don't get me wrong. But these teams are so damn good in the lineup, especially Houston Astros. That they don't care who is up there. They will tag them for some home runs. And they did. It's exactly what happened. Um, Damn. Uh, oh, what's that pitcher? I can't remember his first name for the Yankees. That Sh- Schmidt guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. But he gave up two bombs, two bombs that game. And then Frankie Montas came into the game and, and gave up a home run. So, that's crazy. That that was just... That's, that's crazy. And then... um. One of the Astros bullpen, I, I, I just remembered right now because I remember he, he gave up a home run too, was um, Rafael Montero. For some reason, I love that name. And I remember I was watching the game, or not not this game, but past game when they were playing against um, Seattle. And he started a pitch and they said his name, Rafael Montero. And I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And I was like, I know it's not a player that I... That I've heard of or like his face or nothing, but his name just sounds familiar. And I was like, and then I asked my sister, I was like, do you remember that name? Rafael Montero. And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, it's a guy's name from the movie Zorro with Antonio Banderas. That's where it was from. And Rafael Montero is that girl's like adoptive dad, which is the bad guy. That's his name, Rafael Montero. And I was like. That's where I remember that name from. So that's, I don't know. That's why I like that name. Zorro, by the way, badass movie. Probably like one of the very, very, very first superheroes I watched and loved when I was like below knee high. Like when I was tiny. And I love that movie, Zorro. Badass movie. But I love that dude's name, Rafael Montero. It's a badass name. But that's what I feel is going to go on for the... Houston Astros and the New York Yankees that those teams those those games are either going to be like this like a four to two game and decided by home runs or they're going to be decided by like a like a 10 to 8 game where only in a span of maybe three innings where they score all those runs and then it's just going to be scoreless the rest of the game that's that's my that's the feeling I have when I'm watching these two teams. And I'm not I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't root for the Yankees whatsoever. I am going for the Houston Astros in this series. And I hope they win. I'm, I hope they win. Ryan, if you're listening, Astros got game one. We'll leave it at that. But that's what I'm feeling for the, for the Houston Astros and... Yankee series. We got one more game in Houston, and then I think they go to New York for three. Which that crowd, I've talked about. I've, I've talked about it already. I mean, I know I've talked about it a whole bunch, but 
home field advantage. I can't stress it enough. Yan- New Yankee Stadium is not old Yankee Stadium. It's it's not. Like the fans are not, the environment is not, the atmosphere is not. I've never been to old Yankee Stadium. But watching it on TV, it sounds very hostile. I could tell when I watched on TV. It was just it looked like a place I wasn't gonna go to. And back when I was watching on TV, I was a little kid. So in my mind, I'm at Red Sox fan. I'm like, I don't want to go there because I don't want to get beer thrown at me from 10 rows back. And damn well, am I going to turn around? Nowadays, I don't care. If beer gets thrown at me, I will turn around and I will be like, who the fuck threw that? I don't care. But old Yankee Stadium as a little kid, no shot. But home field advantage. If Yankees take game two today, and the series is tied 1-1. I don't think he, I don't some certain players. I don't feel certain players take account or take into consideration whether they're playing, but at Yankee Stadium with those players, with certain players and with a certain scandal, cheating scandal, those fans are going to give it to them. Talk about a sellout crowd. Yankee Stadium is going to be, I hate this word, but it's going to be electric for all of the wrong reasons for those fans, not for right reasons for baseball, if that makes sense. Like they're going to be loud and stupid and crazy because they're going to see Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, Alex Bregman, and, and Martin Maldonado, all those guys just coming to the plate. You're never gonna hear. You're never gonna hear the stopping of booze for those three games. Now, I I honestly, genuinely feel that it does not affect those players. I genuinely don't believe it does. I think it makes them more dangerous because the moment Altuve's up, if he's leading off the top of the first inning, and they boo the shit out of him. And that first pitch gets taken yard. The crowd is going to shut up. Because that's how Yankee fans are. The moment you do something against them that that makes them be like, oh, damn, fuck. Then they shut up. And that's just going to be the the end of the booze. They're still going to boo them. But what what else are you going to do? He already, Jose Altuve, even though he's, what, 0 for, 0 for, what is it, 12 or 13 right now? doesn't matter. He... He owns the Yankees. He just he just does that shit. He's that dude, and and, and right yeah, like Altuve's hit list right now in, uh, in the uh, championship series so far, and it's only been game one, but I do believe he's hit list for the past couple of games. So he's like over twelve or fourteen or whatever maybe, but it's just a different thing. As soon as he hits one or starts getting hits. He's just a guy that can shut a crowd up. And I don't know, some something I I really I I still don't like the dude. He annoys the shit out of me. But see him see watching on TV, seeing him at the plate and whoever's pitching, and he's like, you know, he's like five foot nothing. He's like he, he he's like really he's he's really off the plate a little bit, but he gets to everything. And it's just the way he's like really fidgety and jumpy when he's at the plate, like swinging his bat like like really fast. I'm like this dude like no matter where you throw it, this dude going to hit it out. Like it, it it just seems like that. And he did it so many times. 
so many times. Did to Roldis Chapman in 2019. Walked him off, sent him to the World Series. That's I just have that in my head. Like when Altuve is at the play, he's there like with his leg up a little bit, like with the bat in hand, and he's swing like, 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 like I don't know, bringing it back and forth. Like I, that shit, just oh my gosh, like one mistake, he's gonna he's gonna take it deep, and he can certainly do that at Yankee Stadium. But the most that the Yankees can pull for is honestly their fans because. They need the help. They need the help of those fans for this particular. Well, first they got to win game two. If they lose game two and they go down 0-2 going into Yankee Stadium and the Astros take one, but it, I think it's over. It's over. I think the Yankees have to tie up the series going going to New York. And I'm pretty sure they feel that way too. It makes the flight better. makes the flight home better. makes, I don't know, makes them feel better. Like, all right, cool, we got one. Hopefully... The win is like well fought, like not like a like we just clawed our way to a win. Like, damn, like they really took it to us, but we still won. I think it has to be a clear cut win, like a like a I don't know, like a like a 12 to four type thing or a or a 10 to three type thing. They got to win by a lot in order for them to feel good, because if they win by like a like a seven to six game and they scored that the last like two runs in the ninth inning, then, Oh shit. Like we barely won that one. And then the other guy, the one guy who hasn't, who hasn't, um, done anything yet, but is still scary as shit at the plate is Jordan Alvarez. That dude is a dude. And I'm pretty sure he frightens all the Yankee pitchers right now because I I generally if 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 I'm the Yankees and I have a you know a two run lead and the Astros have two guys on or one guy on and if it's like one out to, I don't even care how many outs there are I will genuinely walk that dude not saying that the next guy up is going to provide any um like comfort because I believe Alex Bregman hits cleanup. He's hitting fourth, which is weird because a couple of years ago he was a leadoff hitter. But it's not like it provides any other like like relief, like a sigh of relief because Alex Bregman can still, you know, hit everyone out. But Jordan Alvarez is just is just a different look and a look and a different presence on the on the plate that I would just genuinely walk him. There's no no shot I want any piece of that dude. No way. Hell no. And the other guy that's really showing out for the Astros right now and that I think fans are starting to love now because he's doing something. You know, fans don't have to boo him. Yankee fans, they don't have to boo him. And he's really showing that like, well, that past guy before left and I'm in his spot now and I'm showing out. Is Jeremy Pena. That dude is already hitting homers. Already making a name for the postseason. And that's just what the Houston Astros do. They have players that show up in the postseason. Carlos Correa was one of those players. Now last year with the whole watch tap thing. And and all that stuff. He really tormented teams in playoffs. And now Jeremy Pena looks like he's going to be that dude. 
with the with with the with the home run against Seattle that ultimately sent that won the game for them. It wasn't a walk off, but it won the game for them. And already hitting home runs against the Yankees too. That's can't ask for anything more than that. You can't. You can't. And <clears throat> so back to what I was saying in the beginning of the episode where I feel like each one of these series is for everybody. If someone, if you want, if if someone's saying like, "Hey, I want to watch a, like a a playoff baseball game. Let me watch one of the games, but I'm not really like hyped up or nothing," then you let them watch the Phillies and Padres. That's gonna be a fun game, no matter what. Look at look at these things. You watch game one. If you want to see a pitcher's duel, let me show you what a pitcher's duel looks like. Well, you want to see home runs and and a whole bunch of scoring, then you show them game two. You never know what you're gonna get in game three. You might get six shutout innings from both sides pitchers duel through six and then the last three innings is a hit parade and a grand slam or something i don't know we still haven't seen juan soto go yard yet which i think he will but we haven't seen him go yard yet but we said we've already seen schwarber we've already seen harper we've already seen reese hoskins we've seen manny machado josh bell uh i don't think drake jake cronenworth has gone yard yet but it's just a fun series let someone who hasn't seen baseball or playoff baseball yet put them on to the Phillies and the Padres because those teams, everyone doesn't care who comes out of that that series, honestly. They just hope that it's a good series. They want, they want a game six. They want a game seven. That would just be great for baseball, great for fans, great for everybody, great for those fans too, great for Padres fans and great for Phillies fans. And it's going to be interesting because now they're going to Philly. Talk about a team who really took it to the other team fan-wise, the Braves. Oh, man. I mean, Padres took it to the Dodgers with the whole BLA chance, but Philly's going to be a whole different thing. And then the fact that their football team is doing great too, forget it. Oh, man. But that's the series you want to show somebody. Like, here's a good baseball series to watch with some star power. Some excellent star power. Just saying the names that I just said, like those are the those are the players that you want to watch, and you go to the other side. If they say, "Give me a series that teams generally don't like each other and fans genuinely hate each other," then you show them the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. That's the that's the series you want to show them because talk about hostile environments you know Houston Minute Maid Park it's not hostile if a Yankee fan is there it's genuinely not like as 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 looking into like the past years that I've watched baseball so many times there's certain fans that you just know that are harmless (laughs) like that'd be like okay like you're harmless dude like you'll you'll chirp and and say whatever you want to me like couple of rows down or a couple of seats down from you but i know you won't do anything that's houston there's a lot of teams that are like that that's houston and yankee fans if they're sitting at mini Maid park and you know don carlos Stanton hits a grand slam they can yell all they want and astros fans i think will not tell them anything like they'll look at them ugly they'll give them the stink eye or whatever but they're not going to say anything you can't say that for an Astros fan at Yankee Stadium. You cannot do that. 
because those fans are just so like numb to the fact that they're just so like entitled. Oh, we have the pinstripes. We have 27 rings. Haven't won one since 09 that they're just the big, bad, evil empire Yankees that if Jose Altuve hits a grand slam at Yankee Stadium into left center field, that Astros fan would really have to watch his back. Not saying that Yankees fans are scary. It's just that Yankees fans are just that like like entitled that no, you can't cheer in our stadium because we're the Yankee fans and this 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 the we're the bleacher creatures and whatever. Like that's how it is. So if you want to show somebody a game where it's really hostile, then you show them that game. I personally feel sticking to branching off of the fans' perspective and going into the players, I genuinely feel that there is no beef with with the players. Like, there is nothing. And mark my words, nothing will be said about the players or the fans until the series is done. And what I mean by that is, like, like Jeremy Pena or Jose Altuve or, or who else? Jordan Alvarez or... Aaron Judge or Harrison Bader or Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson, especially since he's a pretty was a vocal guy, not really anymore since he went to the Yankees, but nothing will be said about each other's team or their fans until the series is done because they don't want that extra ammo. Look what just Josh Naylor did, took Aaron Judge deep and it wasn't even a game tying or a go ahead home run anyways. And he does the rockabye baby thing going across the the diamond and the next day Yankee fans took it to him with the whole who's your daddy thing after he struck out he went over in that game and he was the final out I believe he was if he was the final out dude like what are you doing not saying like like don't like don't do any of that shit but like I don't know like gotta kind of choose your battles here like don't do that shit when you're down or when it's not a game tying home run like i said or a go ahead home run loved it i thought it was great love what he did like we need more of that i don't care what anybody says like i know ben verlander was like just soft about it oh don't make it personal it's disrespectful who gives a shit all right i love all that shit do it do more of it and everyone knew that he was not going to get thrown at. Yankees just don't do that type of stuff. They do sneaky stuff. They do, they slide into second basements and they lose fights anyway. Like everyone, he was not going to get thrown at. None of those pitchers in that Yankee roster or in the bullpen were not going to throw at Josh Naylor because he's the type of dude that will charge the mound no matter what. Maybe because it's if it's the last game, if it's like an elimination game, they're already losing. He's not going to care. He will charge them out. Yankee Yankee pitchers will not throw at that guy. But back to uh, Yankees Astros things. Like, show them that game. You want to watch a game where it's going to have some drama with the fans, maybe with the players, but I don't think so. With after the game, you gotta you gotta listen for those quotes 
that are like, oh, shit. Like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Then fans use that for ammunition for the next game. That's the series you want to watch. Phillies and, and Padres fans are probably not doing that. You know, I think Phillies and Padres fans are genuinely like hype for each other because they knocked out teams that everyone thought that was going to go. Everyone had the Braves going. Everyone had the Dodgers going. When I mean by going, I mean in the championship series. I certainly had them for sure. They're just happy that they knocked them out. And they're in it, playing against each other. It's like, of course, I want my team to win. But if your team wins, congratulations to you. That's how that series feels like. Yankees and Astros series, none of that whatsoever. No way. No fans are happy for each other. Fan bases hate each other right now. And it's just, that's entertaining to watch. You want to watch a game for the entertainment factor, for the fans, for the drama? Yankees Astros. You want to watch a championship series for the fans and enjoyment and great baseball games with some drama, home runs, and everything? Then you watch the Phillies Padres game. That's the game you want to watch. So. Enough on that. We have, we have, yeah. Well, what's today? Yeah, Yankees Astros for Game Two today, and then tomorrow, which is Friday. There's only one game, which is Game Three of the Padres and Phillies. I don't know if they. Oh, they do. Okay, so it's Joe Musgrove going, and Ranger Suarez going for the Phillies. Joe Musgrove for the Padres and Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. So. That's that's a pretty good pitching matchup. That's a matchup. Okay, this is exactly what I was talking about before. This is a matchup where you can see a scoreless game going to the sixth inning or going to the seventh. And then once the bullpen comes out, it could turn into a 5-5-5-4 game quick in a matter of a few swings. This that This is the type of game that could happen tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this. Or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Friday. But... Or Saturday. But that's the type of game that it could happen to. So, it's going to be entertaining no matter what. Um, I'm not really... Well, do I have a team for the National League Series? I don't think I'm going for anybody. But i like the Phillies to go. I, I think that would be great. Um, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But we got the rest of the games going. And a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that happened during the game, and I believe it was the Padres and Phillies game, was the postseason in-game interviews for the players. And I know, uh, like, after an outing, a pitching outing, the players get interviewed, a manager will get interviewed, like, talk about his starting pitcher and a player will get interviewed stuff like that I genuinely don't like it I don't like it like let the let the dudes let let them be let them do their thing like maybe interview the manager like about certain things but the last thing he wants to talk about if if a starting pitcher is up there and it's like going into the fifth inning and he isn't fully there. The last thing the manager wants to hear is, well, how you feel about your starter right now? 
Well, he can't give you a straight up answer because one, he's on TV. Two, the pitcher's probably not done yet. And three, it's like like none of your business. Like I maybe I don't know. As a fan, I don't care. I I don't care what the manager thinks if a pitcher is let's say has gone 5 innings, given up 4 runs, but has like eight strikeouts already. And oh, how you feeling? How do you feel your starting pitcher is going? I don't care because I'm watching it. I feel I'm I'm looking at it. Oh, he's pitching well or he's I think he's pitching well or he's getting run support. I don't care. That's just me. I generally just don't care. I don't care what the manager thinks. And like when they interview uh, players that are or pitchers after the game, how do you think you pitched or whatever? Like whether they pitch good or not, like I don't care because they're not going to give you straight up answers. They, they're they going to give you vanilla answers because they're on TV. They got to say, they got to stick to a script that they probably learned or something. I don't care. But that's just my own personal perspective. As a fan, I don't care. I, I think it should be leave them alone. You interview them after the game. After, after, after the game. Then you can ask the manager in the press conference or whatever. Hey, player A went six innings with so-and-so punch outs and earned runs how did how did you feel he did well he pitched he pitched well and it led to our bullpen also pitching well which ultimately won us the game okay that's what i would want to hear at the end of the game i don't care what he thinks during the game he's doing a job he's managing the team these players are trying to focus on getting a hit or these pitchers are trying to focus on making pitches i don't care I think they need to stop with the post-game, in-game, uh, post-season, in-game interviews. And it's all from ESPN, dudes. I hate ESPN. Can't stress that enough. I hate ESPN. So, they need to stop doing that. They really, really do. I don't like it. I don't care what the managers or the players are thinking during the game. I don't care. i rather just watch the game. Let them do their thing. I don't care. Now, in-game interviews for an all-star game or whatever, go ahead. It's an all-star game. That game genuinely doesn't matter anymore. It's just for fun. Do it then. Postseason, it's it's crunch time. Really crunch time. Let the players be. Leave them alone. That's one. My that's my take on it. That's just how I feel. Maybe other fans feel differently. That oh, it's interesting to to hear them or whatever. You know, but I guess by all means, like if you like it, you like it. I don't. I think they need to stop doing it. Another thing, um, Justin Verlander, most uh, most starts by a, by a pitcher for the postseason. He is currently fourth on the list with thirty two starts. Roger Clemens had thirty four, Tom Glavin with thirty five, and then Andy Pettit with forty four. But Justin Verlander does hold the record now for most postseason strikeouts for a starting pitcher, which congrats on that to him. Good for him. <clears throat> Good for him. Good little milestone to get. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Good for Justin Verlander. I mean, I don't think I ever had anything against him or anything of that nature, but you know, I'm a pitcher guy. I, I favor pitchers. So it's nice to hear 
when pitchers make those milestones. But anyway, branching off into, or no, yeah, branching off of playoff baseball, I have a few things in the hobby world, card collecting world that I want to talk about. And that is some numbers that I came across through PSA. PSA, of course, is a grading card company. They grade anything from baseball to Pokemon to soccer to boxing, wrestling, anything like that. They also grade all kinds of other stuff. They can grade pop figures. They can grade comic books. They can grade anything. They can almost anything. So as of from in September of 2022, their most submitted cards by category was I'll I'll go I'll go up the list. I'll start at 10. I'll go up the list. So number 10 was boxing, wrestling and MMA, etc., stuff like that. Um number 9 was emerging sports, which I'm going to assume is like 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 cricket or other sports like that. I'm not fully sure. Um, number eight was Yu-Gi-Oh. Number seven is soccer. Number six was hockey. Number five is non-sport. Number four is football. Number three is basketball, which dropped to number three. Previously, they're at number one. Number two is Pokemon, which which rose to number two, which previously was at number three. And number one is baseball. Baseball's king. Now, September 2022, most submitted cards from sports. Number one was the 2018 Bowman Shohei Otani. The number one. Number two is the 2005 Upper Deck Power Play Sidney Crosby card. Number three is the 2022 Tops Wander Franco. I'm assuming that's the rookie card. So, baseball's up there. Baseball is up there. And now the most most submitted play. Uh, damn it, most submitted athletes by sports. Baseball. There's five. I'll start at number five. Juan Soto, which rose to number five. He was not in the top five. Number four is Wander Franco, which he was in number three. He dropped down to number four. Number three is Mike Trout, which he went up to number three. He was at number four. Number two is Ken Griffey Jr., probably the the 89 upper deck card or anything else. And number one is Shohei Otani. Well, you know what? It makes sense. That dude's been on on a lot of talk for, for the past, you know, three, two years. For, you know, of course, of what he's doing and stuff like that. So, it's good to see it. It's good to see that certain players are on the high grading. It, that that gem, that necessarily doesn't mean that they're the most sought after. It just means that they're the player that everyone's submitting the most. You know, Shohei Otani makes sense. Ken Griffey Jr. is going to hit a lot of people that are, you know, at certain ages. So, it makes sense. It, it, it does. So, that's good. It's good to see. I, I looked at that and I thought it was pretty interesting. And um, but yeah, I'm I thought I I wanted to bring that up. I thought it was pretty interesting. And I I I 
per I liked it a little bit. The other thing that PSA released, I haven't seen the video yet. I saw clips of it, but Mike Trout got a family collection from PSA of his personal collection of his cards. I need to see the video. I'm curious to see because I saw one clip where Mike Trout actually pulled one of his cards. It's a, um, I think it was a Bowman Sterling out of 15 on card autograph and that he pulled it and it's graded. I saw the picture and all of them are graded. I believe all of them are graded PSA 10, which is the very highest grade that you can get for PSA. So I thought that was cool. I was like, I know some player. I know a lot of players out there do collect cards, but I didn't know Mike Trout collects his own cards. I, I, I did not know that, but, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it that I got for the hobby world going on right now. As of right now on who's hot right now for the hobby world, I'm going to assume that Jordan Alvarez is up there to get stuff. I mean, he already signed a deal. He's not going to, he's not a guy that you can, that are looking in the future. Like, is he going to sign soon? So his, his price is going to go up. Like, no, like his stuff is going up because not only is he just really clutch, he's a really good hitter. He's in American league championship series. And if they go on any further, his, his stock will go up on the Astros. I'm assuming maybe even Justin Verlander's stuff might be going up on the, on the Yankee side. It might seem weird. And, and it's probably just like a, like a in the moment pickup, but Harrison Bader might actually go up in price a little bit, not dramatically like hundreds, but like maybe tens of dollars, like a car that was 20 bucks might be 50 or 60. And it's just in the moment because he's hitting home runs for the Yankees against the Astros. It just makes his value go up because of shit like that. So he might be one guy. Of course, Judge is going up because of free agency and 62 and and what have you. So, But Harrison Bader, I think, will go up in price for the in-the-moment pickup. And if I could think of another Yankee that might be doing that is a guy who doesn't have a rookie card yet, but you can pick a Bowman of him is Oswaldo Cabrera. And he's another good hitter. I, I He is a good hitter. He's got a style going. He's got his own personality going. He's got the, like the little necklace choker thing that he wears, I guess, whatever. But I know his stock will go up in price because if he ends up on the roster for next year, he might be one of the guys who could be in the run for rookie of the year for 2023 for the American League. So on the National League side for guys that go up in price, I mean, name any star and their price is going to go up. Bryce Harper is going to go up. Juan Soto is going to go up more. Manny Machado is going to go up. Reese Hoskins might go up. I mean, and then look at their rookie guy. Jake Cronenworth might go up. Um, Who's who's that on the Phillies? Uh, Alec Bohm. He, he might go up, even though even though he said, what was it, beginning of this year when he's like, I fucking hate it here in Philly or something. But his price will go up, you know. But he's one of those players also that's like Harrison Bader, what's going to be in the moment. Alec Bowen will just be in the moment. If he hits a like a three-run bomb or a huge home run in the championship series that 
ties the game or is the go-ahead home run or something, then everyone's going to clickety-clack on eBay and and buy some of his stuff because it's like, damn, this dude's a real deal. He's he's one of those guys that's like Harrison Bader. It's like in-the-moment type type purchase or type, yeah, type purchase that you can, that people like to go after. But as far as anything else to talk about, I don't have much else. And I still managed to push this episode to for, like, almost 45 minutes. So I don't think there's anything else. Ch- uh, the championship series are really living up to a great series. If I had to pick right now, I would go with the Houston Astros against the Philadelphia Phillies for the World Series and I guess like a prediction, and I don't know. I know a lot of I've seen a lot of posts that are just like the um, the Phillies and and the Padres are just playing each other to see who's gonna lose against the Astros. I don't think that's true. I I genuinely don't. I don't think so because anything could happen. Look what happened to Atlanta and the Dodgers. Everyone thought they were gonna go off, and all oh, the Padres are not gonna win nothing because they were behind. 22 games throughout the whole season and so real quick this quote really stuck out to me after the fact because of what happened Freddie Freeman saying that before their their champ their series started that well they've they've they're hot but we've been hot for seven months what happened like you cannot rule a team out talk about and I heard it from from um another podcast, Baseball is Dead, Jared Carabas had said it. He's like, you, Dodger, the Padres are certainly worse, were certainly the underdog for that series because of the whole 22 games behind. Everyone thought they were going to lose. The, they were, the Dodgers are their daddy and all that other bullshit. Dodgers won one game against them. And for people that don't know or that kind of like, kind of push it off to the side the last three outs were strikeouts and they were all three of the players that the Dodgers picked up all three of them were not homegrown Freddie Freeman um it was uh Mookie Betts no it was Trey Turner Mookie Betts Freddie Freeman all three struck out and they got struck out by the pitcher who the Dodgers went to go went to trade for her uh Josh Hader as their closer. So that tells me that making all these trades or spending all these all this money on Freddie Freeman, making trades for Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, all of that money and trades does not matter in the postseason. You all you do all that for the regular season. It does not matter in the postseason. It's a different game. Dodger fans, I know, were heartbroken or whatever and fire Dave Roberts. And even though he's back for next year, fire him. He doesn't know how to manage the bullpen. He doesn't know how to manage a playoff game, but he could sure win 111. And that may be the case. But you cannot rule out when a when a team gets hot during the postseason, they get hot. And the Padres certainly proved it. Anyway, but thank you for listening to this episode, episode number 37, and 
Thank you to Believe Podcast Network. I will catch you guys most likely next week. I might have a guest on for next week, but I will, I'm not sure. But thank you for listening. Again, wherever you're listening, leave a review, leave a comment, you know, anywhere. Let's lie. It's not, you don't have to, but it, it would certainly help. Thank you for that. And stay watching, stay collecting, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.